You're listening to High Radio with Miss Abba. Hi. You're still listening to Africa on Focus. This is the place where I get to invite uh, someone, any African, as long as you're African by blood, uh, here on the show. Uh, to talk about their journey as they are creating success, uh, how they have achieved uh, all of their greatness so far and how they can help us achieve our success uh, within our respective fields. And uh, today, uh, the, the, the subject is mastering your personal branding. Reason why I do that is because uh, personal branding relates to so many things that we do, not only to people in the public eye, but also people in the working field that uh, tend to keep things on the down low. Uh, it is very interesting to find out what it takes to uh, use personal branding to advertise yourself in a humble way, uh, making yourself visible for companies to see you, making choices within your career. I feel like we definitely need that type of boost. And therefore, I have a special guest with me who is none other than Bright Abwaje. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for the invite. Thank you so much for being here, like on, on such a short notice. <laughs> <laughs> Very short notice, I know. <laughs> Very short. Can you believe like in the middle of the night, I... Um, I saw his uh, his email and I was like, you know, uh, yeah, he was like, okay, so how does this show work? Uh, what does it mean if I come on this Sunday or uh, the, the 23rd of this month? And I explained it. And then in the night I saw his message. I was like, oh, crap. So we <laughs> we quickly fixed the flyer and fixed the message and all of the question. And I was like, yes, great to have him on the show. Finally, finally. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a good day. <laughs> Vacation, so... Uh, Vacation? Yeah. Um, let me put it that way, that we have um, Pink's the Weekend. Um, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how's that, how it's named in English. Was it Pentecost? Pentecost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pentecost today, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's a good time for me to relax because I've, I've had a good work week behind myself and I really wanted to take the pace down to relax. So I went for some food and now we're here. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. That's good. So how was your Sunday as a whole? I know you're on vacation or whatever, but... Um, the Sunday was good. I woke up quite early today and relaxed and went to play football later today because I really wanted to get my uh, game on again because I want to become <laughs> more fit for the next season. You became rusty. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's after my vacation, uh, I went to New York recently and I haven't touched okay. the ball. So I was like, I need to play the ball a bit more to be ready for next season. So I did that from 2 to, I think, around 4.15. And then I went home, took a shower, grabbed some food, and now I'm here. So it was a relaxing day, but at the same time, getting your game back on the field. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Love it. I know you as... Uh, da Costa. Mm -hmm. I know you as that one. Which one is which? So my name is actually Bright Da Costa Abuaje. Oh, so that's okay. the name. So Da Costa is like a middle name. Um, right. But I use Brights and Da Costa on Facebook just to, you know, when it comes to corporate life, when they want to track uh, your background, <laughs> they won't find yeah. you easily on that name. So my professional LinkedIn profile is with my full name, with my correct name, Bright Abuaje. But when it comes to social media, I tend to use uh, my middle name. Oh, instead. I see. That's really smart. Yeah. Kind of dodging that that uh, that eye <laughs> that's kind of following you once you <laughs> love it. It's smart. It's definitely smart. And um, well, we, I just have you on the show first and foremost because uh, I, I have you on LinkedIn, and you always have um, quite a um, 
informative stories to share pretty mm -hmm. much. And which most of the time have to do with not just marketing, but kind of uh, uh, branding, either that be or presenting or making mm -hmm. yourself visible in somewhere in a working field. Yep. And I know that, you know, sales is your thing. I know you have worked at companies like LinkedIn. Uh, now yep. you're working at Indeed. Yes. So uh, that got me thinking. I was like, this guy knows a thing or two about, you know, <laughs> making yourself visible, um, how to present yourself right, uh, navigating mm -hmm. your way all in the working field. And I was like, you know what? I need to have him on the show. So uh, that's why you're here. <laughs> Much appreciated. Thanks. Thanks for the compliment. Um, well, we all know you're Ghanaian, or at least I've, I've shared it with people. Could you tell us a bit more about you, uh, your educational background, mm -hmm. where you're from, where you live? Way back? Like as in yes. beginning? Or let's Start say from the beginning. Take mm, us there. <laughs> I'm not sure we have enough time for that. But okay, I'll, in a but nutshell. I'll, I'll try to give it in a nutshell. Sure. Um, I was born and raised here in the Netherlands. Um, did my basis school here till my fifth grade. And yeah. then I was um, sent to Ghana with my brothers. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I was, let me put it that I was kind of stubborn. When oh, I was is young, it? Yeah, when I was a young boy, I was very stubborn. And I think they made a very good decision sending us to Ghana because it also made us more aware of our background. And it was during that period where um, Ghanaians were usually being teased with being a Ghanaian, you know, boku boku. So it was that time. So I wasn't very happy with representing where I was from around that time. So I was like one of those victims that like trying to say, oh, no, no, I'm not Ghanese. And Blending was, with Caribbeans. Yeah, and it was so wrong, but it's because I didn't, I, I lacked that knowledge of where I was from. So uh, we went back to Ghana, or at least we went to Ghana from that time, lived there for three years, schooling and living the Ghanaian life. So we had two separate ways of living, <laughs> living with my mom in her house. It was like, oh, quite good, um, higher standard of living. And then a few minutes drive to my granddad, we had that harder life of living whereby you needed to fetch water, walk, uh, walk like at least uh, half a kilometer to Discipline. get water. Yeah, it was really that life. So in one country, in our first same time, we had two experiences. So that really, it, it shaped me as a person um, to really understand where I was from, but also become more appreciative of the life that I have in the Netherlands. So when we got here, um, I couldn't get to school immediately because my brothers, um, at least Randy, my younger brother, the first one, he had a better record. So they admitted him to school. However, my record was that bad that no basis school was ready wow, to pick on me. Wow, like your school reputation? Yeah, it was that was bad. Was it that bad? Oh my gosh, it was no. That bad. <laughs> no basis school said, no, we're not going to take him in. And my mom was like, he has changed. He's like a really good kid right now. That is serious. It was serious like that. Uh, so I stayed home, at, I think, for three months. And then I got a chance to do a test at the middle school. I think it was NOVA. Um, and then I passed that test. I don't know how, but I passed the test. Um, and I started getting into schooling again. I, I think I first got into Augustinus College. Uh, that was the first school that said, okay, we'll try I, this kid. I, I even know the, that school. Like, yeah. I'm not even from Amsterdam, but I even know that school. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm going to, we'll try this kid. Um, so I was there for around six months and 
first I didn't really get it. So my tests were scoring like low marks, like four or five. And then was it a language thing? Or? I think it was the barrier, but also understanding how to learn. Um, so later on, when I asked, okay, how do I actually need to study this? So once I got it, the first test that came out, it was just high marks because I got the clue and I was just scoring these high marks. And my mom said, um, I think you need to go to a different school, a better school, because one of my uh, cousins was at a better school. So based on her experience, I went to Berlage Lyceum. And then I was put into this schakel class where you have extra Dutch classes uh, mixed with people from all different countries. And there were also like normal classes. So we were like the, the children that had extra Dutch lessons. And then you had the other side that could like one Dutch class in a week. So um, I stayed there for one year and I got into the Mavo Havo Ferio class. Nice. Did that for one year and I fell into the Havo category. And then I pursued it, finished it within five years. Um, and then I started my studies at the HES, Hogere Economische School um, in... Applied Science, by the way, for people who don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's in, uh, in, in Amsterdam support. And it was, it was my, like, I felt like this is really my time to show what I'm worth. Um, studied hard, gained a lot of experience. And the study I did was international business and management studies. Why? Because I was always charmed about working in an international environment. And I knew that if I choose something that was specifically Dutch, um, it might maybe limit my chance to work for international companies. So I think that's where... The first step came of being that international oriented. Um, had a half year experience in Scotland, um, Edinburgh. And that was the first time of my 19th age where I really left home to go into the open world. And I call it the open world because there's so much things you experience when you get out of your comfort zone. And yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So I love that. Should I continue or is it like I yeah, think we have a good, <laughs> we have a good, it's a fast summary of, of your journey. But I love how you at some point you knew that, hey, I, I really want to work in an uh, international environment. Yeah. So at which point was this that you knew that, hey, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do? Well, um, which company exactly I didn't know, but that I wanted to work in an international environment was, I think it was set when I had this trip, I went to Ghana with my mom and brothers. And there was this friend of the family who was very successful. And I was like blown away. He had an amazing company was dealing with a lot of money and they were only talking in dollars and it was like huge amounts of money but they were very simple they weren't that shiny and showing off they were very simple even the car they, they were driving in was very very rusty but the money was and the money it was it was like is this gonna drive is the car might even stop um, on, the, on the road you need to park it at the side of the road but no they didn't mind because the money they had was on the bank and the human capital was in their head and when i understood that i was so intrigued like what what, what was your journey what's the story because i want to be like that as well and then he said you got to study hard make sure that you also do a study that enables you to get in these environments like do business oriented um study so that was the, 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 I think the advice that I took very deeply. And when I went to schooling, obviously I took that path. 
and I'm not sure if he even knows that he gave me that tip because um, I haven't spoken to the the family friend in years. But that conversation really had a very big impact on me. Shout out to him, yeah, for giving such a good idea. Definitely. I love that. Yeah. Um, so talk talk back about your journey to Ghana, because um, you're actually saying for for discipline, it was a good move. It was a very. On <laughs> <laughs> going back to Ghana, it's, it's interesting because uh, recently an article came out, and it's specifically focused on Somali people living in London, and uh-huh. it now happens that a lot of these young persons to escape knife crime and crazy things from happening they're actually sent back to africa oh like really? kenya and, oh. and these type of things so they were um interviewing some of these people that have returned for like three years two years and they actually said you know what it straightened me out serious it, it, it wow. has helped me in my you know in my thinking in my development as in making decisions making sure i don't hang out with the with the wrong, wrong crowd. people yeah and um so i would like to know from you did it somehow um what kind of influence did it have to you as in terms of dealing with your culture and the the dutch culture which was which was very prominent within your school yeah how did you deal with that um and then you mean like how did i deal with when i went to ghana when when i, when I returned when you came back yeah when i came back i was different I was that guy. I, I let me say we also took a lot of time in the Bible and um, being so obedient. And I was like misunderstanding a lot of sc- <laughs> scriptures in the Bible. Like if someone hits you in your face, turn on the other cheek. I was doing that literally. Slap me out. <laughs> turn on the cheek. Pop on the other cheek as well. I was right. receiving those things. At a certain point, I was like, I think I. That's not the message there. Um, this just to give you an idea on how willing I was to change as a person. I I was not swearing anymore. I wasn't calling names, um, and I was very honest. Sometimes a bit too honest. That even when playing football, when the ball hits your hand, then you have Bright on your team. Did it hit your hand? Okay, let's ask Bright because Bright always tells the truth. It got to that point. Oh, okay. Yeah, really. Okay. So yeah. it somehow instilled discipline. Yeah. Uh, was it good, a good moral behavior Definitely. and everything? So yeah. would you say that Africa really does um, instill a right, proper lifestyle into people? Would you say that? I, I don't know. I think I was in the right, right environment with the right people at the right time. Because this was in the 90s. I don't know how it is right now. Because... The mindset is different. There's also access to internet right now. And around that time, there was no access to internet. So getting information from abroad was via a telephone or via um, greetings from abroad. Those television shows, Those, like, yeah. you know, that's so, where you got that information from. Or mm-hmm. someone says this happened. But now there, there's so much information that can be passed on. And that's also about passing on lifestyle. So it's easy to try to emulate the lifestyle that you see in the States or in UK, in Ghana. So I don't know if if it still in, enhances your, your, your behavior, becoming more obedient. I think the people around you really have that impact, like the things they tell you, um, the education you get, and also um, what are you being exposed to. If you're being exposed to the right things, and also I believe that, um, religion plays a strong role in that because it gives you like kind of guidelines in life like die shall not steal just uh, kill those things if you follow those guidelines in general and in I think I believe in Ghana is really hammered in your lifestyle in your own housing but also in school because you have those um, sessions in school where they really yeah. start the day with 
these rules everything is very strict so in the whole you as a person also need to be willing to change once you see the light i call it the light or once you see that okay i need to change to become a better person then you can change it starts within i love that on that note we're gonna listen to a song and then we're going to come back and talk about your career as it is now uh what you actually do and uh how did you navigate yourself or your way through this international working field when you finally got there but first uh, let's just listen to uh wakonzi and wakonzi recently dropped his uh, latest single called enjoy let's head on and listen to that you're still and listening to africa unfocused on high radio the voice of the next generation since we are talking about the next generation i have with me uh, none other than bright awaje um or awaje let me put it that way uh da costa uh quote unquote and uh, I have him here on the show to talk about mastering your personal branding uh, simply because he has navigated his way in the career field, um, working for international companies, doing a lot of things on the side. And he let's just say that is one who is creating success for himself. And that's why I have him here on the show. In the meantime, I just want to give a shout out to uh, a few that just tuned in. Uh, Lokumi, thank you for tuning in and listening to the show. Joanne uh, Beekman, hey sis. Uh, Joanne Beekman, thank you for uh, tuning in right now. And uh, also Mensa Gary says, hey, this guy has received slaps, bow. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then that must be somebody who knows that student, that Ghana student life. Assis Tiamu, thank you for uh, showing love on our timeline. Let us know where you're listening from. And also shout out to the people who are listening from Germany and Switzerland. Thank you for showing love. Uh, spread it on your timeline. Let others know that Africa Unfocused is still on the go. Um, what we were talking to, or talking to Bright about his uh, journey so far. He is uh, the group of Guineans that was sent back home because, you know, he was becoming Akola Bonne, you know. <laughs> uh, but he has uh, turned another leaf. And uh, is he with me on the show now? So, Bright, could you tell me what is if some if I could describe the best way what you do? How could I best call your profession? Yeah. So I would say what I do right now is I help companies um, fulfill their recruitment goals by using Indeed as a tool via advertising. So to give it an official name, it's account executive. And it's all about managing accounts of companies. So each account is a company name. All right. Yeah. So does it mean that, so companies that are looking for people, they have an account with Indeed? Exactly. And you're basically in charge of a client or a set of clients? Yeah. Is that what you do? Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So your journey now, um, you did international business, as I recall, as you said. How did that get to your personal place that has to do with recruitment? And marketing, how did you get here and why? Well, my initial aim was to um, start in marketing. I wanted really to become a marketing um, executive, a marketing manager, whatever. But I really wanted to work in marketing because I loved how I could use creativity to promote products, ideas or services. But what I quickly discovered was um, each marketing vacancy had... You at least need three years experience. You at least need five years experience. But I was just 
nearly done with school so i knew that it was going to be very hard to pursue a career in marketing so i was looking for side tracks that were quite close to marketing and marketing enables people to sell products so i was like okay maybe i should try sales because i was already doing salesy kind of jobs during my studies uh, i worked at the eng it was called the postbank around the time and i was um, selling let's say appointments for um, mortgage advisors so that's what I was doing as a part-time job. I didn't know it was sales by that time, but later on in my career, I said, oh, actually I was already doing sales. So yeah. I wanted to do one, two years in sales and then later on branch back to marketing. But what happened was once I started in sales, I was getting better in sales mm -hmm. and I loved the fact that I was getting paid more based on my performance. So whenever I was working harder than my colleague, I wouldn't receive the same paycheck. Yeah which wasn't commission. the case. yeah commission based on top of um basic salary so i was like this is interesting so whenever i have a goal i want to go i want to get this product or i want to get this car i want to go on this vacation i knew that okay now i should work a bit harder <laughs> and then i can go on vacation so um when i tried to go on interviews for marketing jobs what they said is we can see you have one year two years sales experience so why do you want to do marketing so then my experience in sales became a problem to get into marketing really yeah that's what happened but how is that um because they don't believe that once you do sales at least that's what i was told let me put it out that's what i was told that uh, once you step in that direction um it's, it's it's nice that you have that sales experience but marketing is behind sales so this different way of thinking and a different way of approach but also the fact that there was no bonus for myself during the interviews i was like i need, really need to hand in some part of my salary my estimated salary or prognosed salary based on what i was expecting to get would get less because the basic salary will be a bit less than what i was getting for sales so i needed to make that decision as well so what do i like do i like less income um, and do something that I think I would love because mm -hmm. um, I did some marketing experience during my studies as well. I worked for a company called Belkin, an international company, and I was doing product marketing. And I was really working with the packaging. How do you message the packaging of a product? So it was at various products like um, power cables, um, wireless um, USB adapters, all different kinds of products, but it was product marketing. And I didn't really like that because for instance, we have this water bottle here. I was, I really need to think, okay, so what kind of colors do you use? What, where, where do you place the image of the cup of glass? Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting, but that's not really what I really was focused and interested in. I really wanted to do brand marketing, which is a tier, a different tier, but okay. it was a bit harder to get in. All right. Yeah. So a brand marketing, um, how does it, how is it different from what you just described? So brand marketing is more, let's say for instance, Nike. Um, how you perceive the brand, the story around the brand. Um, Just Do It is a message that they have, for instance, for Nike. And um, how do they make sure that you think more of Nike? They created this slogan around it. That's how the brand is uplifted. So every time you see Just Do It or when you're thinking about doing something, something Just Do It yeah. is correlated with Nike. So that's more about bringing the brand and the story around the message or the story around the brand, bringing that up and pushing it forward. Whereas this is really directly related to selling the product. So the information, how many um, ingredients are in this bottle or in this type of chips. Okay. Very, very much based on the, and how do you call that, the label 
or even the packaging in general, which is very different. Because it's a bit it, more technical, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. More technical, but also you're, you're really working in a box because this is what you have. So what can you make of it? Mm. Yeah. That is interesting. Um, I love how you can kind of uh, go back to, okay, I know this bit of marketing I like and yeah. this bit of marketing is something for me yeah. uh, that I do like. So you in your journey, how did you get to, because you now work at Indeed, yeah. which has to do with uh, marketing. Advertising. Advertising. Yeah. Um, but then relating to human resource. Yeah, so you could say oh, it's connected to human resource. And before, I also remember something that, did you used to work at LinkedIn? Yeah. How did that, how is that connected? What, what were you doing there and how does, how is that connected to what you're doing Very now? good. That's a very good question, actually, because when I was working, um, before, before I worked at LinkedIn, maybe that's even more interesting to how I got to LinkedIn, um, I was approached through LinkedIn to work for LinkedIn. So that's actually how it went. Um, it's very important to keep yourself in this open space and also make yourself interesting for companies by updating your profile. Um, and this is kind of like promoting LinkedIn, but I always do that also within my friend group. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really effective. They should pay you. <laughs> they should pay me for this. Every time you say LinkedIn, it's 25 cents. Oh man, I think you should even raise it up to, to 10, 10 euros for that one. But um, it was, it was, it's very effective. And they approached me by saying, I have an interesting profile. Um, and would I be interested for an adventure in Dublin? So first of all, I needed to make sure that I got that through um, my system also at home to discuss with my girlfriend, which wasn't the very easy part, uh, but we'll skip that part. Um, <laughs> but what I did at LinkedIn was marketing. So I was selling advertisements, campaigns, marketing campaigns for companies to sell and promote their products, workshops, whatever. So I was you were really selling marketing campaigns. Yeah. So that means you would come up with the idea and say, hey, if you're a company, you could make yourself visible in such and such and such way. Yeah. So you would say, let's say they have an idea. They want to say, okay, we want to sell 80 seats for this event. Then they would come with an idea and they will shop at different companies. And then I need to convince them why LinkedIn is the right platform for them. But they're already doing business with us because I was working for um, OS2 and that was like, already with existing clients they're already spending so i didn't need to um, inspire them or convince them to, to come to indeed they were already spending money and usually let's say from fifteen thousand euros upwards that was my client base i had crazy targets there man i was I, in my first period i had to do like 1.2 million and i was like i just came for a company where i was doing 200,000, and now i need to do 1.2 within a half year so it was challenging, it was very challenging, um, but they had a budget. So the companies have budgets and I was working with different companies like Samsung, um, um, Hitachi Europe, so different kinds of companies, so different kinds of products, but you need to listen to their challenge. So what's your challenge right now? Then you hear, oh, we don't have um, a lot of employer branding or we don't have uh, a lot of awareness within our target audience. And LinkedIn has this option where you can filter your target audience and then you can target the specific people that you want. So I was helping them with those campaigns, looking at their goals, looking at very specific metrics that can help them to reach their goals. So obviously they spend money, but you, you, you bring it down to um, the cent and explain why they should spend more to get more. So that's actually what you do. Mm -hmm. So you have to convince them to get on board 
and okay spend this and i can guarantee you it will bring this and this result or yeah. it would change your um your reputation among your desired profe- target yeah. audience yeah right and we never guarantee because guarantee is the biggest problem you can have you say i will guarantee you get this oh and if it doesn't happen you have a very tough uh, discussion with your clients so what do you tell them so you actually how can you make that promise or how can you get them on board so you never make a promise you just say um, it will enable you to get more it will help you to get closer to your goal um and you do that by doing a lot of a b testing and A-B testing is, okay, first we work with the color bl- blue and see how that works with the in, in the ad, in the ad campaign. Okay, then we have another one with yellow and we do the campaign at the same time and see which one gets more response. But it can also be in the text that you put in. Some text can have three sentences and some can have one. Even having a percentage in a sentence or using numbers, numbers are very effective, let's say, Top seven ideas how to improve your findability uh, for your target audience. But I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> those things can really have um, a lot of impact on your results. So those were the things I was going through with my clients. And also see if you're successful with one campaign, how can you extend into the other product lines or even other um, branches? And if it is that successful, you can even throw it to different countries as well. I love now, that. I love that. So going back to um, uh, LinkedIn, in the meantime, by the way, people that just tune in, Ivy Black, I see you. Uh, Oseba, uh, the name, Achampong, but the rest I'm, I'm afraid to call it. Oseba Achampong. If you have any questions, make sure that you drop questions in the comment box for those of you who are listening through uh, Facebook. Um, I just want to go back to, okay, how LinkedIn found you. What are the factors that made you more visible uh, I think that is something that a lot of people yeah. really wonder um, because they have a challenge working with LinkedIn uh, or some master it but still don't understand how they can make themselves visible. Mm-hmm. I would really like to know what do you think made you or approachable to them? Um, I think it also has to do with all the side, side attractions that I do. And it doesn't, it, I don't think that's the thing. They mentioned it in my in their first email to me. Oh, I see you do um, various things. Also, you do Viral Champion. Very interesting Very interesting to see you do different things. They even mentioned Rainmakers Foundation in it as well. So um, connecting it to the things that I do besides my, my job is helping people understand what personal branding can mean for them, but also how your network, how you can... Ver- if you get to know more people, the right people, and you use them wisely, they can actually bring new opportunities to you, but also open new doors for you. But you need to be open and go out there and get in contact with people. So that's what I was doing with Rainmakers, Never Know Networking. We're going to touch on that later on because we're also going to help people um, with their personal branding via LinkedIn as well. We're going to arrange an event around that as well. So... What they said was my profile is interesting based on the specific things I was doing. I was in sales. At the same time, I was doing Viral Champion. But at the same time, I was also doing Rainmakers Foundation. How I was doing my time management. And that's how the first conversation rolled up. So when we had the interview with the, interview with the first contact person, it was to qualify me as a candidate. And then I was pushed forward to the recruiter. And there we got more in-depth into okay, what makes you interesting for us and why I should consider moving to there. Mm, interesting. 
that is inspiring on its own. Tell us a bit about, because uh, we just have a couple of minutes left, tell us a bit about the other things that you're doing and um, how it contributes to your 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 overall goal yeah. as a career man. So when I look at the progress I've made, I'm not there yet. And I look at myself as a work in progress. Um from where I came from as a stubborn young boy and now <laughs> being able to um, at least give proper advice that can help myself but also help people around me. Rainmakers is something that um, was initiated when we got in contact with um, a very interesting um, person. He was called uh, Anthony Coffey. Uh, Mr. Coffey, known by most people, Tony Coffey, and he saw us doing a program around helping elders to reduce their costs so he said what you guys are doing is actually social entrepreneurship we didn't know it had a name all right so he got us into a room <laughs> he coached us and trained us and at least he made us aware on of the impact that we could make in other people's mm -hmm. life and i was doing this with um, my very close cousin manfred talfin and stephanie duncan williams um and then we did a brainstorm for at least one year and after a year we presented it to the world so what I do is we were trying to help the youth, the young African diaspora, and was very led with the slogan, the development of the youth by the youth for the youth. And that's one part of Bright's activities besides his full-time job. The other side is the playful me. I love to bring people together, have fun. Yeah. And that's what I do with Viral Champion. We organize um, events for schools, institutions, uh, festivals, and we bring game consoles to the, those places and then we help them to connect with each other through gaming but then the most interesting one was born out of fire champion yebo game and yebo game is really yebo yebo game you say in the tree yebo game so um how did that start we're playing game and this is a slogan i've been using for at least 10 years we're playing a game and i said so game no because i was winning with my brother i said game no and I kept on saying that, and then the slogan Yebo Game came out of that, and I kept on repeating it for years, for years, for years. So when I pitched this idea of doing board games, because my friends and I and my family members, we used to do a lot of board games, and people were telling us, why don't you invite us so that we can also come? But it's just for me and my guys. And sometimes we have one of our partners or some of our partners join the, the games as well. But more people were asking. So at a certain point, I brainstormed how we could branch out our business and then Yebo Game was um, presented by myself and then I got together with my boys, the Niffos. And Niffos is also very interesting because <laughs> it's a collective of creative individuals where I'm one of the least collective in the beginning, but I'm learning so much from these guys that I'm also becoming more creative as well. And we wanted to show and prove ourselves that you can work together with Ghanaians and your friends and have a successful uh, event yes. moreover have a successful platform just to prove ourselves that no it's not like that the Ghanaians can work together and be successful together yeah. we wanted to give that um, sound of optimism that yeah. tried and tried to stick to it and obviously the group was bigger in the beginning but if your vision is not intact obviously you have your own way or if you have other priorities but we believe that we can show the youth that try working with each other share ideas and at least be open for criticism because that will always come your way and that's on i think that's one of the most important thing if you have constructive criticism it can help you grow as a person but also as a group and yebo game is a joint collaboration between 
um, viral champion and Niffles. Mm -hmm. So it's all family and friends business. We know each other from 15, 20, 30 years ago. And we're so still working years. together. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what we're doing. Got it, got it. I love it. I love how you kind of, uh, you blend in. Um, always make sure you're always on to other things other than work. Uh, make sure you stay connected with people that are as motivated as yeah. you are. Uh, make sure that you uh, create in somewhat or form uh, LinkedIn as a way to share what you're up to and what you're doing yeah. and what you what inspires you. Yes. And uh, make sure you use the right keywords for that. Exactly. <laughs> while, you, while you put captions on there. So all of that said, uh, as we're almost reaching the end of the show, what would be your motivation to uh, young ones out there that are uh, almost getting to the point of uh, going to Hogeschool, as we know it? Yeah university or even you know finding a job they know they want to do something international what is your word of motivation to boost them as they go uh, along the way well one one quote that really changed my mind was this one by george seleki it's called it's it's stated like this a genius without a goal will go nowhere but an average person with a goal can go anywhere when i heard that the first time that was really like I'm that average person with a goal. I was that kid that wasn't admitted into Basis School to do a CTO 2s because I had this bad track record. I was the one that completed his half within five years, completed his habit within four years. I was, it was all against the odds. It was the black sheep in everything that I was doing, but I was proving mm -hmm. myself and my mom. And I said, if my mom is proud of me, then there's nothing that can really hold me back. So be confident, um, be obedient as well. But listen to your inner voice, because I think if you listen to your inner voice, you can really find that joy in what you do. Um, but also try to be very realistic. What has potential for the future? What can really help me to reach my financial and personal goals? Because some jobs are just temporary, whereas you can maybe do something or create something yourself that has longevity. So that would be a message I would give them. Try to work hard, stay focused, Get in contact with people that can help you. Get yourself a mentor, someone that has already done it. Take tips, get notes, um, and that's the best way. And read a lot of books as well. Listen to motivational speakers. Jim Rohn, Les Brown. Mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of those speakers to just boost my mind. So whenever I'm even going for an interview, go on YouTube. Hoe moet ik solliciteren? Sollicitatietips. Hoe kan je salarisverhoging krijgen? All these videos are online um, that can help you present yourself better and that's really what i always do i prepare myself um and sometimes i just follow my heart and just speak out of my heart so the combination of those two and all the steps that i gave i hope the youth hears it and they can do something with it yeah most definitely on that note uh tell us where we can find you online you're 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 a linkedin person rather than the instagram and stuff um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a double image i make sure that my LinkedIn image is good, but also my Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, yeah. All right, so all right. um, when it comes to LinkedIn, it will be Bright Abwaji. That will be B R I G H T, and Abwaji is A B O A G Y E. Um, when it comes to what I do, Rainmakers Foundation, as you hear it, Rainmakers Foundation. Um, that's for the development of the youth, for the youth, by the youth. Check us out. We're working on a good project to help people also move up in their um, yeah current position for jobs as well. Um, Yebo Game, 22nd of June. <laughs> you got to be there. We're having a great event in Oskam Cafe. 
uh, OSCAM, um, and it's it's amazing. We've been having a lot of events. It will be, I think, our thirteenth event. Um, it's all fun. Ludo, um, Dama. Um, music games, um, feet and up dancing. Day, dancing. I remember one time I danced. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do stop dance this one again. Okay. So that's amazing. Make sure you come there and get your tickets. Uh, we're on uh, Instagram, Yebo Game, Y E B O G A M E, Yebo Game. Uh, also on Facebook, uh, the same name. And uh, Nifos, follow us, Nifos, N-E-P-H-E-A-U-X. I don't even know how I remember all these things, but it's just me. Keep on branding and support us. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Thanks so much for coming out here and being here with me on the show. I got so much knowledge from you. Like, uh, I, I'm going to listen to this and take my notes. Absorb it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for coming here on this uh, on this lovely Sunday and having Thank a talk with me. Thank you for this opportunity. Thanks. Uh, all of y'all who tuned in not only on Facebook but also through the website, thanks so much for listening to Africa on Focus. Um, do I need to mention that I have been nominated by uh, African Diaspora Award based in Sweden as best female presenter and best uh, radio presenter. So do wow. vote for me. We're going to share the link on the high radio page. Uh, do vote for me and maybe I can take in my uh, one of my first awards. <laughs> uh, also make sure if in case you, li- you missed any show, um, listen to Africa on Focus, the podcast iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, you can find me on there to listen. Make sure that you spread the word and share.